You're listening to the Pretty Bitchy Podcast, where we interview some of our favorite people and determine if they've been exhibiting pretty behavior or bitchy behavior. I mean, they're all special, but feels extra special. Extra special. Extra special today. Because you just celebrated a birthday. I did. Everyone, it is Jesse Olson. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Uh, where can people find you off the top? You can find me on the gram at Jesse underscore underscore Olson because I fucking love underscores. And find me hosting Your Place or Mine here in the city and on the podcast Your Place or Mine. Beautiful. Love Get it. Get out of the way. Let them follow right away. <laughs> yeah, you want to check out how hot I am if you don't know who I am. Go straight to the phone, type it in, press the follow. Don't even have to see how the rest of the episode goes. There we go. But you should stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked to have you on. I feel like you're one of the only, well, I shouldn't, no one's going to care if I say this. One of the only comics who, like, did a podcast during the pandemic and actually, like, seems to have kept it up consistently. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So congratulations. Thanks so much. I mean, I guess I don't even know how you got into comedy, I think. I think one day I was just like at a show and you were producing all these amazing shows, but I don't even really know how your journey started. Yeah. So the podcast actually came first. Uh, So I started the podcast in November 2020. I'd been thinking about it for a long time. I really enjoyed going to comedy shows. I was like, I was not only an avid comedy fan, but I was like an avid local Toronto comedy fan. Um, and so I thought if I did a podcast then I could like, like interview some comics, have some friends on. I used to want to be in like broadcasting when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. So I was like, this seems like some kind of middle ground. That'll be really fun. And I ran a blog like ages and ages ago, but I was like, I don't read blogs other than for like personal development now. So like, why would I start a blog and podcast made more sense. And so did the podcast for a while. And then I just, I took a comedy course through Bad Dog. Um, because I was just curious to learn more about the writing process. I was really like, fascinated by comedy. And then I tried an open mic and I fell in love. The rest is history. Yeah. How long have you been living in Toronto then? Uh, about eight years now. Okay. Oh, okay. Where are you from originally? Yeah. Um, well, from 13 to 27, I was in Guelph. Um, and then before that I was in Erin, Ontario. Tiny little two-stoplight town. I was going to say, is that a small town? Because I have You haven't heard, heard it. it. Yeah, no one has. I so have heard of Erin, Ontario. Is that with an E? Yes. Yeah, it's like near... Is that near Alora? It is. Yeah. So I fucked white guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. And also, also evidence that you are indeed embedded in the Canadian comedy scene. <laughs> because yeah. the only reason comics would know a small town if they're not from there is because they've done some shitty gig yeah. at yeah. the local brewery. Yeah. Well, my friend is a trailer in Alora. Mm-hmm. So, um... My point exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you had me at trailer. You had me at trailer, bitch. No, Alora's actually so cute. It is it's adorable. Yeah. It is really cute. I mean, they have a really good brewery. I'm never there for too long. Um, but... Yeah, you know, it's a good place to yeah. spend an afternoon. Yeah. Not a lifetime. No. no. Not even a full evening, I don't think. But, <laughs> but you know, like a good chunk of time. I do love, um, with the situation that we're in right now, that we're sitting on a leather couch in the middle of summer, yeah. 
um, quite hot. My thighs have embedded themselves yeah. into the leather. Yeah. Sometimes Actually, I like being super hot during the summer because I feel like I'm losing weight without yeah. trying. It's like hot yoga. Yeah. Hot, hot <laughs> hey, what are you doing outside? I'm doing hot yoga. No, you're walking. <laughs> Okay, the key is, though, when we stand up, no one looks back at the couch. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Uh, just no. three puddles. No, 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 yeah, no. Three puddles. I, not, not even my period. Yeah. Just. I've got thick thighs, and they sweat. That. Yeah. You know what? I do, I do think that people spend way too much money on shaping stuff, because all you need is, it has to be secret. Lady speaks it doesn't work as well, but you get secret, and you put it in your thighs. You put it inside. That's two bucks. You can, like, and then also, it's really nice, because when you hook up with someone unannounced, like, wow, you smell so great. Oh, you're yeah. Like, yeah. You're like lavender sparkle down yeah. there. Yeah, my thigh sweat is lavender, bitch. <laughs> I actually didn't think about that side of it. Yeah. I mean, like, my whole life, I've been a deodorant between the thighs girl. Yeah. Like, I, there's never been a point in my life where my thighs have not touched. Yeah. They've no. always known each other. Totally. Buddy. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that no-touching thigh gap life, like, that's nice. Good for you. But I do feel like chafing makes a woman stronger. Yes, agreed. It does. You have, like, because honestly, nobody knows what it's like to have, like, cuts on your thighs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, be on a hike. Oh, yeah. And then have an hour to go. Yeah. And then have to be scared to shower. I remember once yeah. when I was <laughs> <I'm> terrified. <laughs> when I was, like, 21 and living and traveling through Europe, my cousin, I was so mad at her because she used an entire tube of my polysporin between her thighs when we were on a walk together. But, like, in oh retrospect, I was like, you know what? Do what you need to do. For sure. What an interesting choice, though. Yeah. Well, it's because it was all we had, and yeah. her right. thighs were raw. Yeah. yeah, it's giving all we had. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And she's, like, yeah. she has, like, she's got a big booty. She's got a nice ass. And, like, I think with that usually comes... Thigh chafing, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. With great power comes the constant need to ice between your legs. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to persist, nevertheless. Yeah. Yeah. I have been, like, so the the freshness side of things, um, I've always been, because, yeah, I'm a sweater. I run hot all year round, but in summer specifically. And for the, like, summer hookup, I'm a, like, Oh yeah, we'll come back tonight. No problem. Give me a quick ten. I'm just gonna <laughs> hop in the shower. Yeah. But I started seeing this guy, and he's like, "Don't shower." He prefers me not to shower, Ooh. which is super hot to me. But I also, I'm still a little bit uncomfortable about it. I'm like, Ugh. that is like so, guys. I like that. I yeah, really like hot. that. I I find that the things that I hate most about me sexually, like in situations. Guys seem to like a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, women get it. I find that whenever I hook up with a, like a female, they're like, I get it. And even yeah. if I say it's cool, I know you gotta do that because you feel better. Yeah, yeah, and then you feel more yeah. comfortable. Yeah, so you're more in your body. Yeah. And, like, you can relax. Like, I've never yeah. had that. Like, any any chick that I've dated has always been like, no, do you? Yeah. But, like, every single man I've dated has been like, let's fuck after the gym. And yeah. I'm like, Ew! Oh my god, that's what I was gonna say! Yeah. Oh my god, after yeah. Pilates. Yeah. Why are you showering? Yeah. yeah. I'm showering because I just sweat through like three layers of Lululemon. Yep. Yeah. I did a show on Friday and I was like dripping on stage. It was so fucking hot. It was that Larry's Folly. And like, I saw the pictures and I'm pretty damn glistening. I was just like, <laughs> 
Okay. It's shine. Everyone loves the glowy skin yeah. look right now, it's, so you're just yeah. you're doing that. Yeah. It's like it's like having rosehip seed oil on all the time. Yeah. I will shout it out every single episode. <laughs> it is without fail. You gotta do it. You gotta put the people on it. Ordinary, like where is my sponsorship, bitch? Like, I'm trying to think of what the sweatiest stage in the city is. Like what the stage is in the summer where I find myself like pouring foreheads. So tall boys in a full room. Yeah, that's true. And they've gotten a lot better. Love you, Phil. Love you, Phil. Love you, <laughs> tall boys, eternally. Like, Phil when, is a legend. Yes. When I did, like, on Thursday, it was it was hot, but it wasn't crazy. When I did karaoke there a few weeks ago, it was quite cool. Yeah. They, like, got their AC and they're, they're all, they almost figured it out. Well, it's also just you're in a basement with a bunch of bodies. Yeah. So part of it is unavoidable. Yeah. 100%. But, like, I think for me... August is when things start to get better for me. Mm. July is my worst month. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's the hottest for me. I, it, I don't know. I think August is actually statistically the hottest part of the year. Mm. Like, in the first two weeks of August. Probably, yeah, end of July, beginning of August. Yeah. Um, and so that really sucks. But usually I'm at, like, Veld or I'm, like, mm-hmm. high at, like, Oshiega. Oshiega. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think Oshiega actually is, like... Some of the most intense thigh chafing trauma I've ever oh, had. Yeah. Because yeah. Montreal in the summer is unlike anything else. It's so hot. It's like so stuffy, so muggy. Oh. When I lived there after university for the summer, it would be like that feeling, you know, when you get out of the shower and you have a towel on you and your hair's up. But, like, you're soaking wet from the shower, but then also sweating at the same yes. time. Yes, That feeling drives my OCD to a place where I'm like, I actually need to die. Yeah. Are you taking cold showers or hot showers? Cold showers. You're supposed to take hot showers in the summer. I can't yeah, but who that. fucking does that? I can't. I do. Oh, my God. I, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you are. I around that. No, you feel better. Uh, trust me, I didn't believe it. And I, like, like was, a, like, a pseudo-athlete for years just taking cold showers in the fucking summer like after like like I just ran a triathlon or whatever the fuck but no taking a hot shower and I mean super hot like hot hot like you take in like the winter and then you come out and your body actually does readjust and then you feel a lot better it's like the soup in the summer yeah 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 no I don't fuck with soup in the summer (laughs) (laughs) listen inside of your body must be cold outside of your body hot I need my cold black heart protected but I need my exterior like burning like, that's the only way I keep evil. <laughs> See, I don't even hot shower on a regular day. I'm a, like, a, a moderate temperature showerer. Oh, really? Yeah. Every partner I've ever showered with, it's, like, fucking piping hot. I'm like, Jesus Christ, get your hell flames off of me. This is interesting because you're, a, like, you shower with your partners. Yeah, I don't, honestly, it's, like, I do occasionally, but it's not my go-to. Yeah. I'm like a personal shower. I also don't like fucking in the shower. It's like, I feel like it's slippy. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. Just, thank you. It's Water's like, not a lubricant. It's a recipe. It's not. Yeah. And it, should, it seems like it would be. It's a recipe yeah. for an injury. Yes. And also, that is like maybe something you do in your early 20s yes. when like you still like are okay with having fear. Like, I, yes. I don't need to think about slipping during this. Yeah, danger in a different way. No, yeah. I, I pulled my back sleeping yeah. last night. <laughs> She goes. <laughs> she she turns to me. She goes. Yeah, me and Ivan fell asleep holding hands, and then we both fucked up our backs. Like, <laughs> That's kind of cute, but also yeah, kind of concerning. <laughs> yeah, like I literally, oh, it's rough. 
But, like, no, I mean, I've showered with one partner ever in my entire life. And I I guess that was our thing. But, yeah, I was with someone who was, um, like, yeah, I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. Was, uh, like, um, yeah, like, my fiancé. I've, I've been proposed to twice. I did know that. I didn't know Here that. Here come the cops! <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's a lot, like, I was just so different. It was a long time in my life. I pretty much don't really want to give this guy much, um, clout. Okay, fair. Um, we will, maybe we'll bring him on the pod one day. Oh my god. That is so chaotic to be like, I don't want to give him any clout, but he could like, maybe yeah. be a guest. Welcome, your next guest. <laughs> because I'd love to hear his side of the story, because honestly, like, I don't know, he thinks that I ruined his life. I think that he ruined my life and like yeah you do have nine lives i feel like every person that i've had the like i've had to date should be thanking me for making their life better <laughs> oh you're so humble i think <laughs> <laughs> and i think that we need to survey those people yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we surveyed a hundred men you fucked and they all did not want to <laughs> participate in the survey <laughs> Because they said, fuck that bitch. Could not be reached for a comment. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would love to do exit interviews. In I relationships. would. I think I would get a lot from them. I remember during the pandemic, that was definitely a thing on TikTok. Yeah. Where I saw all these girls who had gone on dates with guys or had, like, relationships with guys. Like, it was varying levels of seriousness, these relationships. But they did do exit interviews uh. after. And, like... I like some raw data. I know what I mean. I'm a systems-oriented bitch. I want KPIs. Like, tell me what you want to do. You want to create targetable goals. Exactly. Yes. I, um, I, I mean, I think that I'm a pretty decent person for, like, an exit interview. I don't think I'd be that scared. I think I get the same feedback. Like, she is very angry. <laughs> and I think that everyone would be like, aside from that, and they'd be like, aside from that, she's great. Right. You're just an anger monster, but other than that, you were just a lovely partner. Busy every single night of the week. <laughs> also yeah. angry. Yeah. 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 Very angry. Like, today I got into, like, a fight with my bank. I just called Ivan and screamed for 20 minutes. And I was on like, Juneteenth. On wow. Juneteenth. Uh, how you gonna rob me on Juneteenth? <laughs> <laughs> this feels familiar. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with those people that robbed you? Actually, I met those people. Yeah, so I met these three hot Irish cousins at Oasis who were, like, babies. They were, like, 21 to 23. And we just, like, were, like, joking around about hooking up, like, all of us. But it was, like, the end of the night at Oasis. It was already, like, 1.30. And I was like, I don't know if I have an orgy in me at this point of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. Okay, let me, let me ask. Let me ask. What is your cutoff time for an orgy, you know? I think, it was, I think it's, like, 1.15. So if you're not on the way home by 1.15, or is it more like if plans aren't solidified by 1.15? So the 1.15 is only the number at Oasis. Oh. Because, like, Oasis is, like, it's, like, they stop serving at 2, and then it, you kind of, the night starts petering out. So if I haven't, like, if we haven't started connecting by 1.15, I can't get into orgy mode, like, because I need to, like, chat a little, get comfy, feel safe, you know? Yeah. Like, so that's yeah. going to happen by, like, 1.05. Ooh, we're moving it up. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, like, I think if, if I was offered orgy options between, like, yeah, before I think, like, 105, it'd be like, we have, like, an hour left. I can make that work. Yeah. But 115, we, like, just started talking. And I was I like, see. Uh, okay. Oh, you work. mean or 
Technology at Oasis. Yes. Oh. oh. Yeah. We thought you were like Uber. No, 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 no. There. And so I was like, look, let's just have an orgy tomorrow. I'm like, you can finger me in the pool. We'll make out a little. And hey. then, wait, there's a pool at there's Oasis? There's a pool. Yeah. And I know it sounds gross, but I had a great time in it. You guys should come. I'm sure you did. On Thursday. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll go. Is yeah. it a lap pool or like kind of just a dipping pool? It's, no, it's, it's just a, like a, it's a pool. It's but, a pool. Like a I mean, you could swim pool. laps. You'd look insane. But yeah. Like, I'd come and do that. Yeah. I'd come just get in my own little personal workout. Uh, honestly. Just, just asexual Bria <laughs> doing laps at the Oasis pool. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> Wait, however, though, 
me and my friend split it that night, and then I posted on Instagram, and a bunch of reply guys sent me money. Yeah. I didn't okay. Actually, have to actually you know what? This segues perfectly into what I want to talk about next. <laughs> no, because Tamara knows this. I am on a journey towards developing self confidence, mm-hmm. and both of you are two people. And I said this to Tamara as well. I've said this to her before, where I feel like both of you just like know what you deserve and know how you need to be treated. Mm-hmm. And how do I get that? <laughs> because, like, um, yeah, you should go and find your reply guys yep. and be like, hey, someone help me pay these bills. Yep. Like, I love that idea. Yep. I love that you're crowdfunding. Yeah. I love Not that you're, no, you're crowdfunding yeah. these bills you've been stuck with yep. from, like, guys who, obviously, these guys, they follow you because they like your content. Yep. Obviously, like, they think you're hot. They're into you. Like, if... Yeah. Reply guys are trying to fuck. Like, in any way, shape, yeah. or form. I mean, all guys are trying to fuck all the time. But, like, yeah. reply guys especially, they know their purpose. And I will say, like, I have a very special relationship with my reply guys. <laughs> and I do think they are a necessary group in the overall life of being online. Like, I, I have my... I, I, reply guys, I feel like it's just, like, the term that everyone calls them now. I always call them my backseat boys. Ooh. <laughs> and okay. they were, like... If, like, it's, like, if I'm going through something and it's, like, whatever, like, if we're doing the car analogy and it's, like, there's bumps in the road and shit's going on, it's, like, sometimes you need to be able to turn around and be, like, we're cool. Like, everything's still good, right? Like, I'm still smoking hot, right? Like, everything's fine. And they're, like, yes, yes, yes. Like, I love this. Accolades from the back seat. And they're never going to sit in the front seat. Like, they are. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they know yeah. that, I think yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Wait, do you have an OG reply guy? Like, obviously, you don't have to see their name or anything, but, like, is there one that's been with you since? Since the start? There's like seven. <gasps> yeah. See, this is what I like. I like that it's not just yeah. one. There's Lucky seven. number seven. And honestly, half of them, I don't even know what they look like because it's like, I don't follow them back and I have private accounts. <laughs> and, but they'll, they'll, they'll check in. They hard eyes everything I post. I have them on my spicy close friends. So they get morsels of nudity. Honestly, <laughs> and that, I'm, I'm so honored to be in that. Yeah. Do I have, I don't think I have you on No, is friends. it like a subscribe? I'm pretty, I'm like, no. <laughs> what? I just, I have a, like, my close friends list on Instagram is kind of spicy. So I post, oh, okay. like, somewhat spicy photos. And then also, like, whatever. Sometimes pictures of men or whatever. I'll add you to it. Yeah. I sometimes I feel weird it. just adding people to it because it's like, hi, you might see my tits sometimes. And, like, I'll, like, check in with people. But right. My tits are great. You'll want to see them. So I'll add you to it. <laughs> see, this is, I need to have the same attitude. Yeah. I need to be like, my tits you, are great. You'll want to see them. You need a spicy close friends list. Honestly, like, spicy close friends list definitely built my confidence. Like, that was a piece of it. Okay. Because, so, I'm like, I have a million things to say about confidence. And, like, there's an episode of my podcast you should listen to called My Complicated Confidence. I will listen to um, that. That kind of goes through my journey with confidence. Because I was not always this confident person. Right. And I was, like, whatever, bullied in high school, wildly unconfident, like, no sense of self. I got into a relationship, got married, was still kind of like, I don't really love all of this. Went, like, lost a whole bunch of weight, like, got it, like, disordered eating and exercise and all this crazy shit. My body all changed, and then I still wasn't happy, and now I'm in a place where I feel fucking awesome and, like, really comfortable in my skin, but it was a lot of time of, like, really working on, like, my own self-talk and, like, journaling and meditating and all that kind of shit, and therapy. Yeah, so therapy, like, so, did you find, because I found for me, like, I, I was seeking validation from exterior things instead of, like, within myself. Yeah. And for my whole life, I struggled so much with my weight, and I thought it was, like, defining of who I was. Yep. 
And I thought that, like, thought that people didn't want to date me because they thought I was, like, fat and gross and all this shit. They're actually like, no, you're just angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out there were other things. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was just always, like, I always felt like I was, like, like next to someone else. Like, it was like, oh, this person on my desk, like, yeah, she's cute. Or, yeah, she's, like, fun. But I was never, like, the person that people wanted to date. But I realized that... Okay, that's crazy, though, because truly every time I go out with Tamara, like, eight people fall in love with her. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just because I'm confident now. Okay, yeah. true. Like, so you I, like, feel like that was always the case. Yeah, like, I wasn't confident before. Like, I was very much in a place my whole life where my mom... So everyone else in my family is very uh, thin. Or, like, they, they were, like... My sister's very thin. My mom and I had a very complicated relationship because she wanted me to be skinny without asking me if I wanted to be. Mm. And it was, like, really fucked up, like, to the point where, like... And we're good now. We've gone through a lot of, like, bullshit. But, like, she would surprise me with doctor's appointments. She'd t- tell me we're going shopping. And then I'd show up to go shopping with her. And we're in the car. She's like, I just got to stop with the doctor. And the appointment would be for me. So that's uh, why you hate shopping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the appointment was for me to get, like, injections in my stomach to be, like, skinny. And my mom would, like, try my clothes on. Oh, my God, babe. I'm and so try to, sorry like, you and do that. So it's really fucked up. Yeah. Which, like, that was her own insecurity that she pushed onto me. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you need to absorb that insecurity yeah. and, like, yeah. live the rest of your life with it. But I did. Like, you know what I mean? I did for a long time. And so I kind of realized as I was getting older, my sister was, like, a really driving force in, like, me being comfortable in my skin. So that was a good thing because she's always just like, you're beautiful. Like, weight and stuff is not a thing. Like, it's a concept. Like, you don't need to worry about it. And she was yeah. a skinny one telling me this. It didn't feel like it was superficial. And then, like, seeing, like, her shape me into wanting to be just comfortable in my skin and then seeing the skinny people that I looked up to for, like, having the people I wanted end up having the worst version of, like, whatever could happen. Realizing that, like, oh, yeah, instantly that's going to be good for you. But long term, you're going to be going through worse shit than I am because that's what you tie your entire self-worth to. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy when you realize that you can't seek validation from the outside because then you have to repair your relationship with yourself. Like yeah. you actually have to learn to love yourself. Like yeah. you have to learn to accept your flaws and you have to learn to be okay being with yourself. Yeah. Because if it's always the outside that makes you feel okay, if it's always external factors, you literally will be miserable forever. Yeah. 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 Just like trapped in this toxic relationship with like needing other people to make you feel happy. And and that was another thing. It's like, I feel like, I felt like what was good that I did. And I don't know if you, like you might've had the same kind of thing. It's like, you kind of settle for the first person that shows you how much they like you. Oh, I was just the first man who talked back to me in yeah. a sweet way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we should get married. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> to the most extreme degree. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that was what happened, and I started being like, oh, I started being with people that I had nothing in common with just because they liked me. Because that was something that was, like, in my mind. And you didn't even think about, oh, do I like this person? You're no. just like, oh, yeah. this person likes me, and I feel like no one else is going to like me, so I just have to hold on to that. Yeah. yeah. Scarcity mindset, baby. Yeah. And then I realized, yo, everyone wants me. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. So that, like, I think that's a big part of the shift. Where for me, when when my husband and I separated, and before when we, like, opened up our relationship and I started, like, sleeping around, and I realized that, 
as much as I was like, at the time I was like, okay with my body. I was like, I think I'm cool with this. I like feel pretty confident. But then if I just went out and asked for what I wanted, like if I just went up to dudes and was like, you're super hot. Do you want to go out sometime? Or do you want to fuck? There was a lot of very hot men who would be like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. And that's when I realized that it's like, if you're confident enough, you can like fake it till you make it and yeah. like do whatever you want, sleep with whoever you want, like make your own decisions that way. But for that to really work, you do have to actually like yourself. Yeah. So yes. then it was like, the next step was like, okay, so how do I repair my relationship with me? And a lot of it for me was tied into like my own exploration of self-pleasure. Right. When I realized that I was like, I could fuck myself really well, then like that was super hot and made me feel really connected to who I was as a person. So then that started, then I started getting into that mindset where it's like, you walk into a room and like when people say like, how do I be more confident? It's like, you just need to assume that every single person in the room is thinking about fucking you. Yeah. And, and knowing you, that they want to. Because they probably do. so crazy. We talked about this before, Jesse. Like, but I didn't actually, I didn't masturbate for the first time until I was 23. Yeah, it's so fucked. Was it just because you weren't taught about it or you weren't, you were told it was wrong? Um... I think I was just like, I don't know what it was. It was, yeah. I don't know what it was. I just kind of like thought, like Caribbean culture is very weird. They don't really talk about sex. They just yeah. Have, they just have a bunch of babies behind your back, and then suddenly you have a bunch of half sisters. <laughs> There's no like in between. So like, my mom gave me the birds and the bees chat by just singing me the song when I was like eight. What's the song? What's the song? It's like the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and like it, it gives you like a whole thing of like and then like and that's how. And the pussy and the bee. <laughs> and, the, and the pussy and the bee. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a full song and um. I did not get the song. I didn't get the song. I got a very awkward kitchen table talk. Oh, I didn't oh, even God. get a talk. I got nothing. I got a talk. I will say as terrible as it was and as much as I hated it and as much as I was like, let's never do this again, my parents did sit me down and have a talk, which I get for them was also probably so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's weird to be like, one day you're going to fuck. Yeah. No one wants to say that to their kids. I mean, they didn't say that. How old were you? I was young. I was like in grade I feel like I was, like, in grade two. I mean, it was very... So this is the thing. My public school actually had a really amazing sex ed program. There was this lady who would come in every single year, I believe, and talk to the kids in each grade in a different way, right? So, like, with different levels of detail and with different focuses. Like, when you were younger, the focus was, like, adults who you don't know should not be touching you here. You know what I mean? It was like more so like learning. I can't remember her name and I wish I did because honestly, now I realize actually how good it was to have that. And I'm sure like a Republican would freak out and be like, no, but like, or just Doug Ford. Yeah. (laughs) Or, or the current administration. Um, but yeah, it was like, that was kind of the focus when we were younger. And then when we got older, it was like, this is a condom. This is how you put it on. Right. Yeah. But she would talk to all the kids. So my parents talked to me about it before she came in. It was like the next day she was coming mm-hmm. in and my parents were like, tomorrow you have the sex talk mm-hmm. and we're going to make it even worse for you by having the <laughs> sex talk with you before she does. That's so cool. So they talked about it like in a really basic way. And then the next yeah. day. I went to school and then they did like the real presentation and then I'm pretty sure that day after school my parents also asked me about it again. Well that's good. You need to check in. Honestly like I I 
dodged a lot of stuff because my mom was like, they, they grew up in a place where they were dodging being molested 24 seven. And my mom was very much in a position to be like, here's what you need to not do. Here's when these things are sketchy. And it saved me from getting into a lot of, like, fucked up situations just even as a teenager. Well, that's fair. When you're young, you're naive. And, like, if you're not taught that there are bad people out there that are going to do bad things, then you won't be able to recognize danger. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I I actually didn't even know this about you until recently, Jesse. I didn't realize that you were raised super religiously. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I had no sex education. And I went to a Catholic high school. And, like, I'm in my mid-30s now. So, like... At the time, we did, there was a class called Fully Alive. I'm sorry, <laughs> That, what? like, kind of explained anatomy and, like, reproduction from an anatomical standpoint, but we never learned anything else. And I didn't get the talk at all from my parents, and I had, like, a terrible relationship with my mother, so I didn't learn anything there. So it was, like, when I, I didn't have sex until I was 19, um, and that was, I was, like, we were saving it for marriage. Did you get married when you were 19? No, I got married at 22. Okay. But we waited quite a long time. And then it was finally like we were planning on moving in together. We were about to get engaged. And it was like, Jesus will probably be fine with it. (laughs) And then then that was right around the same time we started like removing ourselves from religion anyways. Uh, So yeah. So that came with your relationship. Yeah. So I met my husband in the church. Okay. We like took a trip to Nicaragua together to like build foundations, like a shitty foundation for a school. Was that like a mission? Yeah. Right. I still know all the words to Jesus loves me, this I know, in Spanish. Like, why did I hold on to that information? <laughs> You're like, that's something I could probably yeah. clear from my brain. Do sing us, like, just, like, up until uh, for the Bible? Cristo me ama, me ama mi, su palabra dice así, que los niños son de cord, can es nuestro amigo fjord, la 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 la. No, no, no. Is that, like, obey your husband? It's like, Jesus, Jesus loves me. Will hate you. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, uh, they are weak and we are strong, or something like that. Which is so crazy that it rhymes in Spanish also. Right? And also, okay, there's... That's know, God's power. Do you know the song? I've got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Yeah, I've got the joy. Yeah, yo, tango, goza, 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 and mi corazón. I'm like, why do I know this? Why do I keep that? Yeah. I also realized recently, I know, like, I started, like, rhyming out the books of the Bible, like, in order, and I went way further than I thought I could, and I was like, really? why am I holding on to this right now? It's good to know. I feel like if you look at religion as, like, a, a study, like, which is what I mm-hmm. did... Because, like, I grew up in two religions, which was very weird. Because you go and there's similarities, and you're like, don't you think that someone just might have fucked this up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you guys both have very similar stories, and, like, you're both right. Are you sure that this person did, like, some broken telephone? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, so, I don't know, being Jewish and then also being Christian was just like, you can't really, there's not enough to be like, wow. I choose this one over this one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just like it's the same story, just different people <laughs> yeah. are involved. Or it's just a different main character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I honestly do think though my confidence started to grow with the church, but it was in because I got into leadership within the church and okay. like community. That makes sense. So I like was a leader of like one of our cell groups. It sounds so culty. <laughs> um, but that then I started to like lead people and like start to build some community with people and that like gave me a little bit of purpose and I think I found a little bit of my confidence through that and like helping other people and leading people and that definitely tied into my adult life and that's like I think the one of the only good things that came out of my time with religion is that I do think the like leadership qualities I have within me like definitely were fostered there and I think my confidence ties into that a lot too. 
That makes sense. And I can even see that in, like, the way you conduct yourself in business. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. that makes sense that you were in a leadership role yeah, there. Yeah, totally. Just seeing the way you work and, like, you do, I think, probably take some of those same tenets to, like, the way you approach yeah. welcoming new, especially, like, queer, female, non-binary, like, totally. comics into the scene. Yeah. Um, I probably missed a category. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that totally makes sense. But I find it really interesting that you're, like, looking for advice to gain confidence. Because before I knew you, because I saw you do comedy before I got into doing comedy, and then when I would see you around the scene, I was, like, super intimidated by you. And I thought you were this, like, super fucking cool girl. Um, Are you saying now you really are? <laughs> now I'm like, you're not even cool at all. <laughs> but you were just, like, you seemed like this very unapproachable, like, ah, ah. Oh, Jesse, the word that everyone throws around when they're talking about me. But again, it was just like, it was like, you seem to carry such confidence around you that I was just like, oh, I'm just not at a place yet to like say hi or like pursue a friendship with uh, you. I know that always makes me feel so bad when... But not, you shouldn't feel bad. Again, yeah. I obviously was just also like, you're so funny and I'm like, well, maybe we'll be friends later. You but do exude like a confidence that like, yes. I think comes from, and I find this a lot with a lot of people, like they... They look really confident, and then when you talk to them, they have, like, these insecurities that you're like, I don't even yeah. get that, because, like, you don't even need that. Just lean into being bitchy. Yeah. And then it would be all fine. And it's not like, it's <laughs> not like you were unapproachable because I thought you were mean or bitchy. Yeah. I was unapproachable because I was just like, you just seemed like you had it all figured out. And yeah. <laughs> I think the more I've gotten to know you and, like, heard more of your comedy, I'm like, I don't think you have it all figured out. No! Oh, my God, Which no. Which obviously ah. humanizes you in a really wonderful way <laughs> and makes me want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always I always get the unapproachable thing. That's something I've gotten my entire life. And I think it's just the fact... <laughs> Dude, I just felt cool air. Cool breeze on the yeah. back of my knees. I was like, what is yes, going on? Yes. The AC kicked in and we were all forever grateful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's It was Jesus. <laughs> he's here. He's alive. God, 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 Spanish. <laughs> God heard you say these two stories feel too similar, and God was like, nah, nah, I'm gonna kick in I've gotten my whole life and I mean I like the way you framed it the way you just framed it is way nicer than the way most people framed it the most people frame it no you're just bitchy and it's not that at all I mean a lot of people that know me well will just say no I just have like crazy social anxiety so like my quietness is not anything other than me struggling in a, in a social situation mm-hmm. and like keeping to myself is also that it's something I'm working on it's something I've worked on already um I can say like I can say the moment that I was like okay Bria's really fucking cool but like a normal human was uh I was at a show at Nothing Fancy it was after I started doing comedy but I wasn't on the show I was just watching and there was a comic on, I'm not going to say his name, who had said some really, really fucked up jokes. I actually saw him on the way here. He, like, walked by me on the bus, which was funny. Um, <laughs> but you went up right after him. Oh, I know exactly what show you're talking about. And you so eloquently ripped him apart. It was so perfect. <laughs> and I just remember, like, you're, I, you changed entirely in my mind that night, and I was like, is fucking sick. I will say I did rip him apart, but everyone was laughing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like, he, he 
horrified the crowd. Yes. Um, and then you came out and you made every single person in that room laugh. And he dipped. He left the bar as soon. And I was so mad because I just wanted him to hear your jokes. Yeah. You, like, you started with something like, uh, and you can take this out if you want to after, but it was something like, sorry guys, like, we have a quota for how many, like, mega wish kids we gotta let do this. <laughs> I did say exactly that and uh, I will not remove it. Because I meant it in the moment. And the funny thing about, perfect. the funny thing about that show was I was supposed to headline that show. Mm. So I was actually supposed to go up last and that person went up. And the host of the show didn't know how to handle the situation. Yes, he wouldn't have. And wasn't experienced enough to know how to reset the room. Mm-hmm. So he actually grabbed me and he was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I don't know what to do. Can you please go up next? And I was yeah. like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't want everyone else to have to yes. suffer through this awkwardness. So that did happen. And it's so funny that that person mm-hmm. that I said all those things about, and he mm-hmm. heard some of them, like, mm-hmm. um, he is really nice to me. Oh, interesting. He's, like, never been, like, why the fuck did you do that? Yeah. He was never, like, oh, that was so offside. I think he knew he was yeah. in the wrong. Yeah. And I think he was actually, like, kind of embarrassed about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my core Bria memories. That's so funny. That's so <laughs> And I funny. love that you remember what Yeah. Is. No, I remember that. I remember that so clearly because it was actually, that moment was actually also a confidence builder for me because yeah. I realized that I have enough skills at this to take something that awkward and uncomfortable. Like, we've all done shows where someone goes up and, like, you can feel the whole audience being like, I wish I could leave right now. Like, I don't, like, I'm not enjoying this at all. And, like, skill is being able to take that feeling and make it disappear and make people feel relieved and then make them feel like, oh, I'm in safe hands to have fun again. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, for that we are grateful. Yeah. That needs to happen a lot more. <laughs> I just try to shame true. people off stage before they even try to get on it. <laughs> I'm just taking a break from certain rooms for a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. We all need all we all need breaks from stand up. We all yeah. need breaks from certain spaces sometimes. Like I'm on a personal break from drinking at comedy bar for yeah. nothing other than the fact that. I get a little too loud when I do yeah. that. I start saying things that I probably shouldn't be saying. But also this break. Yeah, but I love that energy. This break has been what? Two days? Well, yeah. Effective. Oh, no. no, wait, wait, wait. I haven't drank at Comedy Bar. I haven't seriously drank at Comedy Bar in a minute. There are levels. We all know right. that there are levels to getting drunk there. Oh, there yeah. are the nights where you have a few. Then there are yeah. nights where you, like, get a little bit more energetic. And then there are the nights where you realize, oh, I can't drink at the same speed as... And there are times when I never realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and there's times when Tamara is there. And then, <laughs> and then no. I don't remember getting home. <laughs> I made sure. I, like, yeah, because yeah, it, right. it was your birthday, and you came, and, um... You were wearing like a very nice bodysuit. You had like your your um my pasties on. Yeah, your pasties on. Is that real duct tape? No, I hope the fuck not. Is it special nipple tape? They're special. It's like okay. it's like actual like sticker kind of like X's that have a oh. nipple cover kind of in the inside and then it sticks. So they hurt a little bit to take off, especially if you're sweaty. But it's it's not terrible. I thought actually it wasn't duct tape that I was thinking. Of. I was thinking of like you know if you've like oh, never like been electric tape. Yeah, yeah. electric tape. <laughs> I actually went so back and forth about wearing those pasties because it's this new bodysuit um, that's like 
Yeah, it has kind of almost like a zebra-y kind of print to it with, like, velvet on it. But I feel like the pasties almost made my nipples more obvious. Because with the, like, the velvety, right. it kind of, like, my nipples kind of blended. Right. But then I felt a little aggressive, just, like, nips out at Comedy Bar. I, I Free the nip, man. I, I yeah. am so, like, over, like, having to hide my nipples. Like, if I didn't have to wear a shirt, I wouldn't. You know how much fucking trouble boob sweat is? Like, people yeah. don't get it. Like, boob yeah. sweat's like a fucking nightmare. Like, why don't, like... These guys are just walking around playing whatever the fuck that is, pickleball, all yeah. day, shirts off. And I can't, I can't swing around my titties a bit. I know. Just a little bit. Like, honestly, like, you think it's easy to keep these things, like, concealed? Oh, it is yeah. not. Yeah. I was going to say, we've all had a nip slip or two. Oh, yeah. At Comedy oh. Bar. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, don't even get me started during Halloween. Halloween is, yeah. you have, we've seen everyone's <laughs> nipples on Halloween. I think you have night. to have your nipples out uh, on Halloween. I have the most insane nipple exposure moments, nip slip. It was like, I would call it a nip slip, but it was an exposure. Like, the whole titty was out. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, it. And so, um, it was back when we, like, finally got to go back inside and, like, enjoy being at venues and we weren't allowed to dance and sing for so long remember because the pandemic was literally right. like no singing no crazy dancing. it was footloose and yeah. So, yeah so we were finally allowed to sing and dance again but only within reason and then shania T- twain came on shania twain came on and which song uh that don't impress me much of course. oh yeah and i got so into it and i was dancing with brayden who a fellow comic and um, he was spinning me around, <laughs> and he spun me around, and I was so into oh it. My God. And when I turned back around to look at him, he's like, "Girl, hold it!" <laughs> <laughs> and I literally looked, and it wasn't just out; it was like out and over my shirt, like fully like, "Hello." <laughs> to it you know like I definitely got the hardest part is that I spend all my time with comedians and I don't think it's a good idea to date a comedian I know there's internal conversation with you going on about this too <laughs> we talked about this we know yes yeah I am for the most part trying I'm at a point where it's like I'm not just gonna fuck comics like I have <laughs> but I'm trying not to and if like I was really connecting with someone and they really wanted to date I'd be open to exploring it but I'm avoiding it as a whole. I when I worked in fitness, I fucked everyone I worked with at the gym, and it was really messy, and I don't want to do that again. But so that makes it harder because everyone I hang out with is comedians. Sorry, not everyone you worked with at the gym. I know. Oh I was God. like, I have so many questions. Hey, honestly, the one gym was like seven of them. It was like three trainers, two sales guys, a couple of managers, and now I can't go back to Mississauga. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mississauga is <laughs> off limits. Yeah, I'm definitely not welcome in Meadowville Town Center. So. <laughs> no, I am thing. But yeah, I did the whole fuck your coworkers thing, and it didn't work out. Like, it got really messy, oh, and crazy. so I was like, okay, <laughs> I know, so weird, right? So... That's part of it, and then there's, it's definitely, like, 
I, I do have men that I've gone on dates with and they're like intimidated by the fact that I do comedy or that I'm this like loud, confident, extroverted person. So what I'm currently working on in therapy, and this actually came up earlier when we were talking about that like scarcity mindset where it's right. like, like where I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, well, people don't want to date me and like, or like all these people are so turned off or intimidated by me. Like no one wants to date me. When it's like, okay, first of all, I don't want to date a guy that's intimidated by the fact that I'm hilarious and talk about sex on stage. Like, True. If, yeah. if you don't think it's so fucking hot and cool that I do comedy, I don't want it. Like, You're that's already kind of removed. Especially because I'm very much, like, obviously I have my podcast. Like, who I am in the podcast is who I am here, is who I am on stage. Like, it's all of the same person, the same brand, the same energy. It's very consistent. So it's like, if you don't like who that is, then, like, we're wasting our time. And where I'm shifting now to realizing there's, again, a fuck ton of people who either want to sleep with me or want to date me. Yeah. And the people who think I'm so fucking funny on stage and find it so hot that I'm doing comedy and that's, like, such an exciting, interesting thing about me. It's, like, flipping to that ab- abundance shift. I honestly just, like, shifted it in my head. And then, like, the next day, I started fucking this really hot 25-year-old who thinks it's so cool that I do comedy. He is so hot. Oh my god, he's like my phone screen. I right have now. to see a picture. Yeah, no, he's literally very hot. Oh. Yeah, I'm like clearly so funny. She's okay. busy. She's, she's snappy. I'm like, that's a snap from him too. Like, come on. Oh I will god. say that I bought wow. Snapchat. I bought Snapchat again. That's like an eight pack. Okay, I that's literally, crazy. Okay, I only got Snapchat because he was like, do you have Snap? And I was that's like, well, I'll do it for you. You know who actually re? This is speaking of toxic. Um, you know who just re-added or who added me on Snapchat? That real estate agent that cheated on me like four times. What? I got a fuck? notification. I got a notification that he added me on Snapchat or that we were Snapchat friends, and I was like, uh, excuse me. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay, Snapchat is a fucking terrible place. I was like, how did you even? Yeah. Like no. No, and like honestly, no, especially because like. If this man knew the things that you did for him, you Ubered from Hamilton. Well, he paid for that. But yeah, I guess I did sit in the car. Yeah. If you think I was paying for that, absolutely not. Like, it's just like, that's crazy. Yeah, no. Like, Snapchat, I I literally got a notification that someone that's on my list had 53 snaps today. What? What? 53 snaps for their story. Oh! And I was like, I can't. I can't be on this. No. no, it's not for update. It's like no. Snapchat is not for updating people on your life. Like you should not be posting what you're doing on Snapchat. Snapchat is strictly for, for news. news. Yeah, that's the only reason. And literally, this guy's like, is that why people are on Snapchat? I don't use oh it. Oh my god, babe, that's but why that's Snapchat it. was created. Like Snapchat was meant to be a news sharing service, and then people were like, look at my lunch. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no. <laughs> text and he's like can you just like get snapchat just so i don't have to keep like saving the snap and then sending it to you i'm like okay babe so anyways i got snapchat but that is seven men from the past dm me like on snapchat being like oh you're you're back and so i messaged him i was like what are you doing like getting these all of the woodwork and he was like he's like oh the zombies you knew the zombies would come back oh shit anyways i might have one of them he's like he was like did you come back on snapchat for me and i was like i don't know who you are Remind I, me of your name. He sent me some pictures. I was like, "You're so cute," but I've never seen you before. I guess <laughs> we were like sexting during the You're pandemic. You're so cute, <laughs> but I've never seen you before. I'm really good with faces too. I was like, "I'm sorry, I don't know who you are." Anyways, not memorable. Drink next week. <laughs> You're grabbing a drink next week. Oh my god! Wow, I love that. Okay, we love this. This is amazing. I'm definitely in my 25 year old era right now, which is good. I've like hooked up with 
younger guys a bunch, but this current 25-year-old, he has, like, a good head on his shoulders. You know, he's, like, an actual adult and really sweet and caring and has, like, nice things to say and is in the right place politically and is also, like, 6'3". It's not not, so. Wow. 6'3". It was, like, a birthday gift from the universe and it's kind of the perfect summer fling, so. Hey. He's not listening to this, but if you are, I'm excited to sit on your face later. <laughs> <laughs> Super fun. Love this so much. Thank you so yeah. much, Jesse. When okay, so basically we know where we can find you. Yes. What is the first show that people should come to? Like Fresh Hot Babes or a place or buy? What would, what would be the one that you suggest? So you should come to either um the Your Place or Mine show that happens the second Friday of the month at eleven PM at Comedy Bar. It's my like late night drunk rowdy show. Or this summer. Uh, July 21st is a Friday night. I'm running a patio show Ooh. at Black Lab Brewing in the East End. Oh, okay. amazing. Yeah, so come to one of those. Sweet. Also, uh, so first of all, thanks for having me on the pod. Yeah. Of course. So lovely. Um, if you want to fuck Bria, <laughs> yes. can you just send her a DM? Make it polite. Like, don't send your dick. Be sweet about it. But if yeah. you could just say how much you're interested, I think that would help the pod. Okay? Yeah, I- Let's build up the reply, guys. Let's get Let's some go. stories. <laughs> podcast are you pretty or are you bitchy sometimes you can be both bye bye, bye.